Jackson R.I.P. for starting that off. Welcome to episode two of the 2022 Jewel Fantasy League podcast, hosted by Mark Masafra. Uh, kind of a crazy week one in the NFL. There was a lot of games that came down to the wire. The Witching Hour was alive and well in midseason form, and uh, the Giants got a win, and the Cowboys lost. So I, I haven't been able to say that in week one in maybe more than than 10 plus years um yeah it's kind of crazy though let me actually let me double check that because the last time the giants won in week one was 2016 let's see if the cowboys won in 2016 sorry just a little bit of a sidebar here 2016 oh this is also the last time the giants beat the, actually we swept the cowboys twice this year a little bit of information Ooh, I remember that 10-7. Yeah, Odell was the offense for this whole year. Oh, wow. Actually, the first game of the season was against the Cowboys. So this is the first time since 2016. September 11th, too. Would you look at that? And the Giants also won on September 11th. That the Giants were 1-0 and the Cowboys were 0-1. Well, on to uh, the podcast talk. Uh, looking at my matchup with Nick, uh, I knew he would win. And I was right. He... He was ahead of me for most of the afternoon until Lamar and Bateman connected for that 50-plus year touchdown, the stack, which gave me about 20 points. I went ahead for a little bit, but then Nick's team, just uh, they just ran right past me. Uh, CD Lamb really didn't do much for me. Pitts didn't do enough for me, so I mean, that's you need more production from your second and third picks. Uh, Dalvin had solid production. I'm not too mad about him. I am a little mad. I may, with the way I drafted though, I may could have taken Kopp and then maybe would take a running back second round, maybe Saquon. I was looking at Saquon pre-draft, but it is what it is. You got to live with the team you have now and you got to go forward with it. Uh, Nick beat me with the defense and kicker matchup by eight points. That wasn't the difference, but it's always good when you see your defense, the, the back end of your team, just a whole ass, you know? That's something you want to build on. 
Oh, no one really did anything crazy against me, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, you gotta expect that from him. It's just uh, no one on my team just decided to do anything crazy. So I mean, it's gonna happen. I cracked 100, which is something you always want to do in week one. And and the one thing I could take away from this game is the the bench. My bench outscored his bench, so you always gotta look at something positive um, after a loss. <clears throat> I was very surprised with Khalil Herbert, 10.8 points in a very weird game in Chicago when it, the field looked like basically the Plano's Pond. Um, so basically that just uh, that just uh, speeds up the talk of the Bears leaving that, that proper shithole that they call a home field of Soldier Field and into a, a domed field. Um, yeah, uh, DeMond Pierce, the, the Texans game, there's a lot of talk he was going to be the lead back and Burkhead is there he's more of the uh, catching back he's more established in the league so he ended up getting more points uh, that was also a weird game too uh, ended 2020 I had the Colts in a pick in a like a survival pool um, so I, I had a feeling that they would come back when I saw that they were down 17 I knew that the uh, the AIDS pendulum was going to swing back towards their way but once it hit overtime, I know what was going to happen and end up in a tie. And in the survivor pool, a tie is a win. So that's something that you'll take any day of the week. Um, it also sucks playing against Nick, my former tight end of last year, who you all know, Mark Insulin Pump Andrews. I miss him dearly and uh, I hope he does good this year for Nick. He only put up 7.7 .7 against me. So nothing crazy, but um, it's good to see him get production. On to the next game of Mike and James. This is a very good game. It turned out to be the highest scoring games of the week. James won 149 to Mike's 135. I like Mike's name of Varsity Athletes with the Tony Soprano uh, image. It's, a, it's in reference to an episode where uh, Tony, I think it's... Uh, the uncle I'm blanking on his name right now junior you see he's talking about tony in an episode and he says he's never had the makings of a varsity athlete and uh those words have never been truer about mike's team in week one and even last year too especially you know he came in last but mike's team put up the good fight 135 points the qb battles about even the running back battle was Let's see, 43 to 40. It was pretty even. Wow, yeah, James won on the wide receiver battle. Jay Jett is probably the best wide receiver in the league this year with a 9-184, two touchdown stat line. And Mike did have had no answers for that. DJ Moore with three receptions for 43 yards. So um, surprising is AJ Brown with 21 and a half points. Wow, what else did he do? Oh, yeah, one point for a 100-yard receiving game. Uh, tight end production was almost exact, just off by 0.2 points. Defensive kicker battle was exactly even, so it, it, James won with his wide receivers. Good week for James. I really wasn't paying attention to this matchup. I was mainly looking at mine, as I usually do, on uh, Fantasy Sunday or Football Sundays. But, of course, uh, once I realized that James had Saquon, well, I was watching the game, and I saw Saquon was going off. I'm like, damn, who has Saquon? I saw that James had him. I'm like, wow, yeah, James is really going to really gonna be solid this year. Saquon had a really good game. He had a touchdown, a lot of yards on the ground. He broke off one, like, 50-yard run. He had a two-point conversion, a good amount of receptions. Just a, a really a great game for him. 
Uh, DeAndre Swift on Mike's side, he also looked very good too with 26 points. Very surprised with A.J. Dillon with the amount of points he put up, 17.6. He had five receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown and 45 rushing yards. Uh, interesting to see how that's going to hold up over the year with this split with Aaron Jones. But Mike did just get a boost uh, in the flex. Wow, he has, he's got four solid running backs. He's got to ship one of them off to fix his wide receivers. He just got blessed with a Cam Akers just got injured. And now Daryl Hendercorn is into the starting slot against me this week. That's not something I want to be seeing because he's also a former player from last year. Hopefully he doesn't do that much against me. Um, on to the next matchup of Adam versus, who's that, yours? That is yours. Wow. Looking off the bat, it's uh, Mahomes. He really just, he was Pat Mahomes. 360 yards and five touchdowns. That'll uh, that'll do to Fenty. Do we have the multiple touchdown bonus? Come on, Fenty. I asked for that after the Alvin Kamara game, where if someone gets five touchdowns in a game, they get more points. Come on, I know you want to do it. Wow. Also, Yurish's defense, the Steelers' defense, four interceptions, a fumble return. Or a fumble recovery. Wow, they lost three points on the amount of yards. They got 22 points based on interceptions, fumbles, block punt, sack, and interception touchdown. Holy cow. And Yurish also eight with his tight end. Pat Frymuth with 10 points. The thing that killed Yurish is definitely his quarterback of Aaron Rodgers. That's where Adam won the game. There was a difference of 32 points there. Um, Mahomes to Rodgers. That's really just it for this matchup. Uh... Really nothing else I can say. Everything else looks pretty solid. Oh, Yurish also got a, a goose egg from Devonta Smith. I don't expect that going forward, but yeah, it sucks to lose, but especially when we take Rodgers. Uh, McCaffrey did all right numbers. Wow, CEH with 20 points. So, Oh, two of them are receiving touchdowns, so I guess that cancels out some of the points Mahomes had. Ooh, but Yurish had oh, Michael Thomas on the bench with 20 points yeah this is gonna be a game that you're gonna look back on later in the season if he's fighting for a playoff so i'm like damn but i mean I, I really understood starting devonta smith over michael thomas no one knew what thomas would be I, who knows what even happened to him last year he had a knee injury in 20 he's just been gone for two years no one knew if he was still gonna be explosive and be able to uh, get open off routes but famous jim has found them twice in the end zone apparently uh, this is a both teams scored over 100. That's something you always look forward to. Something you look forward to build upon after week one. Um, good win by Adam, though. 116 to 103.9. Next matchup of the week Epstein's Prison Guard visited the stack, a, aka Mike Murashi at John Polino. Uh, this matchup features two teams scoring under 100 points, with Mike Murashi pulling out the victory. Let's break down what uh, how he got the victory. So John started off hot with the Thursday night opening game with Buffalo. He had the Allen and Dig stack. So that combined for 57 points. He only went on to have 34 more points from the rest of his seven players the rest of all day Sunday. That is so terrible to see. Meshi got Good, good, wow, yeah, pretty solid uh, output from his defense, Tampa Bay defense, 12 points, his kicker Evan McPherson had a bad day, 
ended up with 5.5. Oh my god, he lost 2.5 in deductions. And if you if you think if he made those, what the swing would have been the other way. Thankfully, he didn't end up hurting him. <sighs> the running backs for both teams are really garbage. John had Camaro, and he put up 6.1. And Mostert put up 3.7. Meshi had Aaron Jones, who put up 9.1. And ETM with 7.5. Ooh, just an ugly matchup on the ground for both teams. Uh, Meshi, Jamar Chase matched, basically matched Diggs' output, and ooh, Allen Robinson really cocked John. Oh, that's right, John also had Allen Robinson going on that Thursday night game. Uh, and Meshi had Deontay Johnson put up nine points, so Meshi won the wide receiver battle. Tight end battle just had one point difference between them. Ooh, yeah, this one was one with the flex with Hollywood Brown putting up 12.3 and the touchdown, which is very big because Meshi won by uh, five and change points. So that touchdown by Marquise Brown was a difference maker. And John had Mike Will made it on the Chargers with two points. Uh, but Keenan Allen is, I believe he's out next week with a hamstring injury, so he should be getting more targets with that. Meshi's bench looking very healthy too with Miles Sanders on the bench, James Robinson, Jamal Williams, and DJ Chark all putting up over 10 plus points. Very solid output. John's bench, uh, he's got my handcuffs, so fuck you, John. And uh, he's also got the, uh, the backup, Isaiah Paccio. Isaiah Paccio. Everyone's raving about him. He had a 12.62 yards and a touchdown, so that might be something that's good for John going forward. But he starts off 0-1, so fuck you, John. On to the next matchup of the defending champ versus Angelo Martinez. Uh, yeah, Angelo's team just... Oh, everyone got hurt on his team. Dak got hurt. Uh, Elijah Mitchell got hurt. Keenan Allen got hurt. Derrick Henry didn't have a good game against the Giants. Uh, Mari Cooper didn't have a good game. Angels, his team came out flat in week one. He had two um, two bright spots in Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt, both putting up over 20 points. The defense and kicker for, for both teams are just god-awful. Both kickers had one one point. Um, Angel did win the battle by three points with the San Francisco defense, but, I mean, when you're getting seven points combined for a defensive kicker, it's not something I'm really going to... I'm really gonna talk about. I'm looking for those juicy 15 combined, 15 points combined. Oof, yeah, this was just uh, Kieran just scraped out this win. Michael Pittman helped him out a lot with 24 points on nine receptions, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Wow, your or Kieran has Cordell Patterson on the bench, 22 points. Angelo had the backup running back Hilliard on the Titans catch two touchdowns. But he was on his bench. The Giants really... Uh, oh, Henry had 82 yards, I think, on how many carries? He had 21 attempts, so about 4 yards per carry, which is it's all right. But Henry doesn't really give you anything else unless he's getting the rushing touchdowns or getting a lot of yards. So, kind of have to... Uh, kind of sucks with him. Because he's, he's either going to... He usually does eat on the ground because he's very hard to tackle. He's a large man. You could ask Josh Norman about that. But um, the downside is he doesn't have much capability catching the ball. And he's usually not out there from those, uh, mainly the passing downs. Angel's probably going to be starting Matt Ryan for the next few weeks unless he picks someone else up. 
but he he needs to uh, he needs to address those injuries on his team ASAP, or this could get very ugly for him. On to the last matchup of the week: uh, the Commish versus the newbie, John Fenty versus Nick DeCicio. This uh, Fenty won this matchup 114.92 to 88.2. Not encouraging for Nick to start the league, start his, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just his first game into the league. That, that's all I'm looking for, Mark, you know? Just keep it simple sometimes. 88.2 points, though. That's uh, it's not making a statement saying that you're ready to do something in the league. You know, it's kind of weak. He did have a fat zero from his running back two of Cam Akers, but Fendi also had, even with the zero, Nick still won the running back battle with 9.6 points because he had Najee, and Fendi only had David Montgomery and Mike Davis on the Ravens combined for 7.6, so Nick still won that. He still could have won this. The thing that set Fenty aside was his wide receiver room of Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. They both put up 26 points. And, well, Nick did have Jerry Judy with 21, but Juju only put up 9, so that's the difference right there. What is that, 22-point difference, and Nick lost by 26. And then as we look down into the defensive kicker battle, Fenty got a nice 28.2 combined points. He had the Buffalo defense put up 18 on the Thursday night game, and Brandon McManus put up 10.2 points on the Monday night game. Nick's defense of the Ravens put up a, a very solid 9, and his kicker put up a gross 1-point Matt Prater of the Cardinals. So, uh, Fenty definitely showed out in the wide receiver and defensive kicker side. Nick's tight end, wow, Dawson Knox only had 1 point. No, that's Fenty's tight end, I'm sorry. Fenty's tight end, Dawson Knox had 1 point. Nick's tight end, Zach Ertz, had 10 points off of 2 receptions. 14 yards. Oh, and he also had a two-point conversion and a touchdown. And his flex, Javante Williams, had 14.3 points. And he fumbled on the goal line, but I don't think it would it wouldn't have made a difference. Um, it would have made a difference if Nick maybe touching 100 points, but his uh, he needed better production from his wide receivers. Oh, Derek Carr only 30. He had more interceptions than touchdowns. That is not good. Um, but yeah, that uh, that recaps week one. <clears throat> Some big injuries during week one was TJ Watt. Uh, he was visibly seen saying he think he tore his pack. He had to leave the game. Uh, reports have shown that he's out for six weeks. No surgery needed. Dak Prescott is out for maybe four or five weeks. Not sure. He's not going to be in the IR though, so maybe he gets back quicker. I saw Chase Claypool had an issue. Um, and there has been no major, well, I guess Elijah Mitchell is the first starting running back to get hurt. Um, but there's been no major running backs as in like the ones that everyone took in the, that had the a first round ADP. So, um, no one has hit gold. No one has hit the, uh, treasure chest yet on a steel and uh, stolen handcuff. Uh, the war awards I handed out last year, they will be retired. There is one award that I decided upon for this year. There will be more as the season goes on uh, based on your guys' suggestions. But the first award of the season I would like to give out is the Him Award. He is someone who exemplifies being him. And the winner for the Week 1 Him Award is Jay Jettas on Team Glipglop. 
the man was just open all the time. He was burning Jair Alexander. He was burning everyone. He ended up to 36 points. He's just going to keep up that production all year long, and I, I won't be surprised if he's the multi-time him award winner. Looking at the NFL overview in week one, as I stated in the beginning, the Giants are in first place. The Cowboys are in last. Uh, I'm not used to this feeling, so I'm just going to keep on soaking in the moment until the Giants eventually lose and start having a losing record. But Dable might be something different. He's not from the... He's not. He didn't have the giant. He didn't have a. Um, he wasn't part of the giant. He didn't have like the Giants background that every other past head coach or coordinator had the past few years. He's from outside the organization. Different kind of thinking. It, it only took John Mara being humiliated to finally branch out to other organizations that were successful to finally implement someone in there that um, hasn't been part of the Giants, and it it might work since the players have seem to grow grown to they like the way he fights especially on the two-point conversion saquon and shep went after uh after the the game ended i guess they were still on the field but after the uh he randy bullock missed the field goal they went over to dable and they hugged very passionately so hopefully that carries over into a week two home game against the panthers i believe the bills might be it uh the past few years, they've fallen short in the playoffs to Pat Mahomes, but I mean, it is Pat Mahomes at home, so it's very hard, but the, the Bills went out and they got Von Miller this year, who is still an elite pass rusher. They had seven sacks against the defending Super Bowl champs, although uh, Andrew Whitworth did retire, but still, Von Miller was looking like a beast all night. He started off with two sacks. I wouldn't be surprised if he stays healthy and he gets 15 sacks this year, which is very crazy for someone at 32 years old. But if he continues up this level of play, the Bills would be very scary. And, of course, the offense that we all know, too. The AFC South is just it, – it's it doesn't make sense. It, it, it made sense when Peyton was there because everyone knew that Peyton was going to win. And then the Texans somehow won it with, like, three different quarterbacks under Bill O'Brien. And then the past few years, it, it just doesn't make sense. Um, the Colts looked like they were going to win it last year until they lost to Jacksonville and they missed out. So I guess who made it last year then? If it wasn't the Colts, was the other? Why am I blanking on the other team? The Colts, the Texans, the Jaguars. Oh, the Titans won it last year. That's right, they were the one seed. But the, uh, the Colts could have made the playoffs. Uh, but they lost in Jacksonville nine six. Uh, it's just a weird, weird division. Especially when Texans Colts or the, the Colts Jaguars play each other, <clears throat> um, no team in that division has a win because the Colts and Texans tied, the Titans lost, and the Jaguars lost. So, doesn't make sense. Tom Brady is forty-five years old and still has a better arm than ninety percent of the league. Uh, he and I really didn't watch the game on Sunday. I saw a couple throws on Twitter, but it's still insane that the arm strength he has to to still hit Mike Evans on those go routes. We saw that even in last year in the playoff game against the the Rams when it, they were mounting that comeback and he Mike Evans burned Jalen Ramsey and Tom Brady just dropped the dime into the bucket of Mike Evans to score that touchdown. I think it was to tie the game. Can't remember exactly. Um... But yeah, Tom Brady is still crazy at 45 years old. The Packers might be in trouble, but that might be uh, premature because I just realized earlier that 
The Packers also started out with a bad loss to the Saints last year, 38-3, and everyone's bugging out. But this year, they don't have Devontae Adams. Uh, everyone's a year older, too. Uh, Rodgers doesn't trust, trust his receivers. Well, Lazard didn't play. Or maybe he trusts Lazard. Hopefully, he trusts Lazard, you know, as an Alan Lazard owner. But I don't think uh, I don't think this Packers team might do it this year. I think the Vikings might actually win the NFC North if Kirk Cousins just doesn't play like an idiot in certain certain situations and doesn't blow the games. And surprisingly, the Seahawks were the only team to win in the NFC West this week. Uh, the Rams lost to the Bills. The Cardinals lost to the Cardinals lost to the Chiefs. Who's the other team in the division? The Rams? The, the, oh, the 49ers. They lost to the Bears in that weird game in Chicago. So the Seahawks are currently sitting atop the division. But it is week one. Um, and yeah, so that's everything I have for this episode. I will be recapping or previewing week two. With the guest I will have on the podcast, which will be coming up directly after this. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, best of luck in week two. Thank you. All righty. I'd like to welcome the second guest of the 2022 Jewel Fantasy League season, Mr. James Brady. How are you doing tonight, James? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Good. Very good. Well, we've... uh, it was here. Week one was beautiful. Red zone. Everything is back in action. Sitting on the couch, melting away for six hours, constantly checking the fantasy app. Um, nothing like it, right? You know it, man. Nothing <laughs> like it. Like you said, I was waiting for this day for a long time, and it, it did not disappoint. Right. Um, it was good, though. You know, it's always good to just sit down and just. Absolutely. Actually, the weather was just bad. melt into the couch. Yeah, the weather wasn't good on Sunday. So, I mean, kind of don't feel that bad being a bum on a. Right. A, it was almost encouraged. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, a very good week one for you. I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree. Put up the most points in the league in the shootout between against Mr. Mike Polino, um, 149, which that qualifies as the highest. Uh, points scored in the week and Mike had the second most highest points in the week of 135 and he probably just wants the point system now and he wants it immediately yes that's a that's a guarantee that he would love that back and uh, implement it into the league but you know it's the way she goes someone was getting fucked you know there was no way around it Uh, so how'd you feel coming into the week about just your matchups overall um you know I felt pretty good you know week one uh, I mean, you can base it off, you know, last year in terms of, you know, how your opponent's going to do. But, you know, you got to go in there with an open mind, hope you drafted well, and then see how it all plays out. You can't can't worry too much about the specific matchups. But, you know, I was confident. I like my team, you know, so. Who were you uh, most confident in, on your team that was going to uh, just just be uh, swing their dick around and just, you know. Uh, easy answer there is uh, Justin Jefferson. You know, yeah. picked him early for that reason. Um, I'd say another contender for that is Jalen Hurts um, with a very yeah. favorable Detroit matchup. So those two guys were definitely at the top of the list for uh, top point scores, I was hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, so were most of your players during the 1 o'clock slot? Uh, did you have 
Do you have anyone on Thursday? I don't um, think I know on Thursday. Did Mike have anyone Thursday? It was actually a pretty even mix. So I had Tyler Bass uh, kicking for me on Thursday oh, night. Right. Okay, so eight. Yep. And then I don't think Mike had anyone on that Thursday game. I think I was just looking at Bass. Right. Um, and then I believe the Sunday nights, it was pretty spread out between one and four. Um, I had Schultz in the night game. And then yesterday I was just praying on uh, Denver's defense uh, downfall. So, yeah, it was pretty spread out. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd always much rather be down than be up by like 50 points. And it might be right. two people because, right. you know, it, g- it gives the other players a chip on the shoulder that could, they could just easily catch up to. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you don't want to be waiting on the other team, man. Oh, <clears throat> surprising, but not really surprising on your team. Saquon, he really showed right. Up right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, about halfway into the first quarter of that Giants game, I started to panic. I was like, oh, no. You know, the first few drives were very, very ugly. So I wasn't too optimistic going forward from there. And especially since I took Saquon over James Conner and he, he scored an early touchdown. Oh, so was, I was like, no, no, it's all going to spiral from here. But, you know, he settled in and he, you know, he got the win for the boys. He did. Um, the witch an hour came to fruition and this time it actually helped the giants for the first time in five years. Crazy stuff. Crazy. Um, anyone you were scared about on his team? Um, I'm going to be honest, Mike, I think, I definitely see my team post-draft um, as a top three team in the league, but I, I could say the same for Mike. Um, top to bottom, his team is very well-rounded, very solid. Um, and then we had a couple players in common this week um, in terms of multiple leagues. So I was playing mm-hmm. against DeAndre Swift, mm-hmm. um, and I had him on my team. So that was that was really pulling on the heartstrings there. Um, but if anyone shocked me, it was A.J. Brown. Like, oh, my goodness. Jalen loves the guy, you know. I, I, I had a feeling he'd be, you know, have a decent day. He's a great player, but 10 for 155, that really threw me for a loop, you know. Wow. Did Jalen have a passing touchdown? He didn't throw to Devonta Smith. I know he that. He didn't. He didn't. He had a rush touchdown. And then, actually, hold on. Did he? I'm not sure. Um, I know he had a rush touchdown, and then Gainwell got in. No, no, there were three rush touchdowns from Scott, Gainwell, and uh, Sanders. Jalen Hurts put up 15. And then a pick six. Yeah, Jalen Hurts put up 15 points on the ground. Yeah, that was that's honestly the, the main motivation behind me drafting him. But, you know, to see that connection with A.J. Brown off, you know, off rip is a, is a great sign. Yeah, I was a lot higher on Devonta Smith. Um, because I liked him this year, too. Smith and Hurts were college quarterback. Uh, they played together in Oklahoma. And I took right. another league, and I saw him put up zero. I'm like, okay. All right. Well, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, and they put up 38 points too, and he still had zero points. But I, yeah, I, that that was the craziest part. I think you know, it's gonna it's gonna work itself out. Um, <clears throat> so honestly, I, did you listen to the first episode of the pod? Yes, I did. I did listen to it. I, I mean, I, I scrubbed through certain parts, um, right. but majority of it I listened to, especially with Karen. So, yeah. Um, definitely after I looked over all the teams, uh, and considering you took all the players that I liked this year, I took my draft. Um, I really liked Hertz coming into the year. Cooks, Jay Jettas, you just had the better draft spot and you took your players where you should, where you had to take them in reach. Um, but you were definitely the, my favorite. And I think the odds on favorite too. 
and you were you definitely do this year for something. You've been you've been dick by the fans. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Um, but now this was definitely a statement performance by someone who's uh, looking to set some things straight in the league. Absolutely, I appreciate the praise. But yeah, um, like you said, the five spot it really it really worked in my favor. And I know you can recall me not loving that spot going into the into the draft, but. It all really worked out. I uh, definitely thought Brandon Cooks would end up on your team, um, but I was able to get him before he got to you. Um, decent performance week one, of course. Hope, hopefully builds on that. But, yeah, I mean, it really did work out. I mean, we're one week in, but it looks good. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, just overall looks – even won the bench battle against Mike too. <clears throat> did I? I didn't even, I didn't even realize. It's something that's always good. You want all, all facets of your team. Well, did you win the defensive kicker battle? Oh, I think I combined for 13. Philly D dropped the ball in the second half. Oh, it was even. It was even. So Okay. All right. It's not terrible. <clears throat> uh, so you're, you're also home this week, too, against Mike, starting off 1-0 at home for the home crowd. You know, you got to get yep. riled up. Got to represent. <clears throat> Wow, so Mike is 0-1 after putting up 135 points. I know. I feel for him. I really do. You know, I, I do. That's uh, that's tough to see because he he has got a hell of a squad. So I don't think he should uh, worry too much about that. You know, there's nothing you can really do. I'm sure he'll build upon it. And, you know, he'll be making a push towards the end of the season with that roster. So this might be an overreaction, but do you think that Saquon outperforms? What was he about, like the twelfth running back taken, maybe like the tenth overall? I took him twentieth overall. Well, I mean, like in in position wise, let me. Uh, let me... No, right. Um, I'm thinking. Uh, I would say probably a little less than ten. I would say seventh or eighth, maybe. And eleven, twelve. No, he was a thirteenth running back taken in the league. Really? Was it? Oh shoot. Yeah. Damn, I guess they, they do go pretty early, huh? They do. So you you think he outperforms that uh that spot of 13? Um I mean it's a great start. Uh, he could definitely build upon that. He's got the advantage right now as as number 1, but um on an offense like that it's tough. You really have to manage your expectations. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's great to be optimistic with a player of his caliber. Um, and with so much attention, you know, I don't, I don't think volume is going to be an issue for him. It's just that offense getting down the field. But it's it's a great sign as a manager who has Saquon to be seeing the Giants win in week one and right. to see him prosper like that. You know, it, it you can't think bad things going forward. So I'm very optimistic about Saquon now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when I when I had Saquon in 2018, it was so much fun watching him and actually winning in fantasy, too. It's just a great right. it's a win win, man. It is. It is. Um, and you you also have another potential. Oh, well, see the first. Yeah, I actually use the first receiver off the board. You think he uh, finishes in that position? Sergetta's. Um, I got to be honest. I do. I do think he finishes there. Um, and I think the obvious uh, other guy that could is Cooper Cup. Um, otherwise, I think someone else is really going to have to break through because I just see the target share for both of those guys being through the roof compared to everyone else. I, I think it's just a it's a really good recipe for success. And I think one of those two guys will definitely be at the top. Mm. Yeah. Someone that also really surprised me week one, too, is Devontae Adams. I did. I, uh, I just completely whipped on that, but this also might be still early in the season, but yeah, he's still elite. Yeah. That, that game really showed a lot. Um, he's 
he's phenomenal. He looked the same. I mean, he had Derek Carr and he looked like the same exact player. It was phenomenal. Um, so I think Fenty will be reaping the benefits of that pick for sure. Yeah, it's already week one and I'm already kicking myself. Yeah, I'm sure everyone else is too. <clears throat> uh, who Did anyone have Derek Carr last week? I don't believe so. I don't think so. But it's possible. On the waiver? Oh, you know what? Maybe Nick did. I think no, Nick did. No, nope. DeCicio. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, 13.8. Oh, my God. DeCicio. Poor kid. I know. Tough go for the kid. Week one. To the league moment. <clears throat> wow. Uh, holy cow. He was. Uh, he lost the defensive kicker battle by 28 points. 28? Did he play against Pittsburgh? Oh, no. He didn't lose by 28. He lost by 18. No, he played against Buffalo and Brandon oh. McManus had 10 point. Oh, he attempted a 60 yard field goal to end the game. Right. He did. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch the end of that game, but I saw it. I heard it was just stupid. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. It was pretty dumb. It was pretty dumb. <clears throat> so, 1 0, looking ahead to week two on the road to Epstein's prison. Epstein's prison, baby. Epstein's prison. Uh, a little scared about the upcoming matchup. You know, Epstein's prison, it's a very, you know, hostile environment. You know, you got to keep your head on a swivel. Yep. You never know who's going to be behind you trying to take take you out, you know. Make sure so, you uh, rub shoulders with any Clintons the wrong way. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you really got to – it's 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 tough. You, you can't go into any matchup thinking, you know, you got it. Anything can happen. It's football, you know. So <laughs> – I'm optimistic about the matchup. I'll say that. I do like my matchups more. I, I'll say I like my team more and my matchups more. So I do think I have that going for me. But, hey, any given Sunday, man. Well, wait, there's two Monday night games? Plus, Meshi, like, always beats me. He always beats me. I hmm. can't beat the kid. <laughs> well, now you're going to play him twice this year, so. Oh, really? So, yeah. do for that, too. So, I'm looking at it, and apparently there's two Monday night games. This Monday? Correct. What are we looking at? 7-15 Titans-Bills, 8-30 Vikings-Eagles, so they're overlapping Monday night games. They, they did that at the end of the season Wait, last year, right, with the overlap? Dude, I just realized the Monday night, This usually the first Monday, they always have a doubleheader. Do they really? Yeah, you remember in years past, the first Monday night game's always been like a, a set, like a seven thirty start, and then like the ten p.m. is like usually Raiders Chargers. I I do recall that, but I don't remember it being at the beginning of the year. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. I thought it was at the end. It was the first Monday. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so this is weird. So they they're doing an overlapping Monday night games on, on a Monday. That that wow. They're okay. Um, so be it. I guess more for us, but yeah, it's a little weird. You have three players then going. Really. Quarterback Jay Jettas and Tyler Bass, and Meshi kind of sucks. Meshi is done by Sunday Night Football, or he's done after. I know. Okay, I like that. Then in that case, I like it. Yeah, that's really good. So, what do you? Let's. Meshi need how many points does Meshi need to be ahead by realistically? Sixty, <laughs> fifty. Uh, I don't know. Hold on. Let me get. Let me get the app up. Yeah, Meshi needs to be ahead by a pretty penny if he wants to have a chance. It's it's nice because well, you're gonna see both sides of offense. So whenever the Vikings are on offense, oh, that's true, Jefferson, right. and then whenever Eagles, you have uh, Jalen Hurts. There's gonna be no time to rest during that game, that's for sure. Well, you have the most dominant players on both sides of the <laughs> both offenses. So I mean, it's just 
<clears throat> you're, it, it should go well. It should go pretty. Well. It looks like right now you're sitting good for that game. I mean, Meshi's team, it could it could pop. I mean, he's, he does not have a bad team. I really do not think his team is bad at all. No, no, you no. Know, I like I like his receivers a lot. Um, and even if he doesn't, you know, doesn't doesn't trust ETN yet, he's got Sanders sitting right there. So you know, he's got options. Um, Tom against New Orleans. He hates New Orleans, so he might kill him. Um, Jamar's Jamar. Oh, New Orleans, Hollywood. New Orleans kind of owns him. Yeah, but he hates him. So you got to give him. You got to give him some credit, you know. Yeah, I get. I know. Plus, Mariota went kind of crazy. You mean Jameis? He's on New Orleans. I'm talking about the team that just played him. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Well, he did well, you know what I mean. So, oh, I see. What I, you're think, I think he could, and plus he's Tom Brady, so I never, I never like yeah, that one. He should put up at least twenty. Aaron oh. Jones is a little sketchy, but hey, you never know. Yeah, it's uh, oh Dalton Schultz now with Dak out, but I guess the tight end's good for a backup quarterback. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot today like kind of bouncing it back and forth and I'm kind of leaning toward I like it um obviously his ceiling is plump like plummets yeah. from that everyone yeah. but um I don't I think if anything his floor kind of increases I think he's just going to be seeing a lot of targets same with CD but you know yeah. he's automatic he's going to get the targets regardless but I, I do like Dalton with this guy just for volume purposes yeah, CD's pissing me off. He, he didn't play the greatest on Sunday. Um, I mean, That's right, you have him. Forgot. We had the same issue with last year with Brandon Cooks on the Texans where it's just a garbage team and they just feed the number one receiver the ball. I mean, right. they have to get down the field somehow. That was my whole mindset behind drafting him this year, really, was, hey, who else are they going to throw to, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, you got to throw to someone. Someone's got to yeah. put points on the team. I think – I'm pretty sure Cooks had double-digit targets too, so – I'm sure he'll be seeing that on a weekly basis. He's healthy. He's going to get double-digit targets. And he, he's yeah. still, he still could take the top off. I mean, it just depends on if uh, – He's exactly. he's severely underrated. He's, he's very good. <clears throat> um, the only thing that's, that makes me uh, not like him a little bit is I needed him in the semifinal last year against Kieran and he <laughs> that week or else I would have won. You got that grudge on him. Yeah. I, I feel you. Keenan Hamstring Allen who put up five points. Oof. Oof. Bad year to be drafting Keenan. Nothing he could do, though. Yeah, he, he did what he had to do, but when I need him the most, he always shit the bed. Um, that's why I'll never draft him again. Yep. Can't, and can't knock you for that. He already got hurt. Um, so, preview. So, do you have a prediction for who you think is going to win between you and Mashi? Uh, I'm going to go myself. Um, I, like I said before, I, I do like my team more. I like my matchups as well. Um, so I, I'm going to lean with me. But like I said, I think he's got a good team too. And in the prison, especially Epstein's prison, got to keep the head on a swivel, baby. Definitely could be a tough spot. All right, so you're going to get your first road win of the year. On to the next matchup. Fred, my leg with the home opener against the varsity athletes. Ooh, so you're facing the varsity athletes next week, eh? I am. Oh, boy. Your plate is full. So let's let's take a look. Let's take a look. Okay. So I did look at these in moderation before. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to give it to Mike right now. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. it's nothing against your team. No, I think I you have guys that could show out too. Uh, but I mean, he's just he's just has crazy potential. He just has uh, crazy potential. And and the thing is with his team, um, 
it's not very boomer bust. Like, aside from like DJ Moore, like he knows what he's getting out of these guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he knows what he's getting. So that's a team that you're very comfortable looking at. Um, I got to give him the slight edge. Does he go over the 118 projected? Um, I'll say he does. I know it's not very easy to do that back-to-back to, to have those back-to-back weeks, um, but I'm going to say he does. He, he has the potential to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, a repeat performance from A.J. Brown would really help his cause if he wants to get to that projection. I think if A.J. Brown can put up 15 to 20 on a weekly basis, he'll be scoring healthy amounts of points. Yeah, he's got Herbert on Thursday against Kansas City, and he's got a game on Monday, A.J. Brown. So I'm going to have to be up by like 20 points after Sunday. But you know oh, what, though, Mark? I, I, I like your matchups. I think I think your top three, the top three guys in your lineup have spectacular matchups. Um, like if, if Lamar can connect with Bateman for one like he did this past week, yeah, and then I hope. Dalvin does his thing and Gibby breaks through as well, I think you have a chance. I like Christian Kirk a lot, too. Yeah, the Bateman-Lamar stack is definitely one that I don't think people would ever think about in, in a thousand years, but it's something that uh, I took. First value, I don't, I'm not opposed to it. No, right. I took Bateman uh, late because I already had Lamar. I figured I uh, might as well stack yeah. that. Um, I would have done the same thing. He did, he did drop a pass earlier uh, last week, but, I mean, he only had two catches last week, and one of them was for 55 yards. So, I mean, <laughs> you were That'll do. I was I was watching the game and I'm like, yo, I they did the play action. I saw Lamar step up in the pocket. Yeah, he just knew. Please throw the baby. And I saw the number seven catch and I'm like, oh, that's a fat twenty points right there. Yeah, that was that was a big play right there. That was big. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm just a little worried about Kyle Pitts. I mean, I feel you. Get him the ball, man. Get yeah, it's it's ball. it's tough, dude. It's like Pitts. Honestly, like he was one of my um top guys like i said it right when last season ended like pitts he's the tight end i want um but then when matt ryan went and then i saw his average draft position i was like i feel like that's putting a lot of chips on the table for him um so i think he's definitely going to produce i think he'll have no problem being top 10 probably he should be top five his talent is crazy um but yeah like you said they just got to give him the ball give him the chance yeah i mean i drafted him hoping he's gonna be top two um, Kieran took Pittman before Pitts, and I, I just panicked and I took Pitts. But I me, mean, the targets are there. Hopefully, they just start feeding him the ball. Yeah, he's due. He only had one touchdown last year. He's got to bounce back from that, too. Yeah, that has to be a focal point, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I'm in that end zone. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so you got Mike in that one. On to the next one Mondello versus Jurish. Uh, yeah, um, on paper, it, it looks it looks pretty good with the projections. Um, I think that is a little deceiving, though. I think top to bottom, Nick's team is better, um, especially towards the bottom where you got, like, uh, Andrews and Waddle opposed oh, wow. to, to Fryer, Muth, and Smith. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure Smith is going to do decent considering the goose egg. I think they're going to force the issue. Um, plus, he might not even play him. He's got MT sitting right there. I think that's going to be a no-brainer. Edmonds, Singletary, he's got crazy depth. So, wow, he's got options. Holy cow. But, um, yeah, I think Nick's team is just more well-rounded. Like, you know, Yurish has CMC, but then JT's staring right at him. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a battle right there. Wow. I will say I, I'll give Yurish the, the win for wide receivers, the one and two. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Nick. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Nick takes this one. What did Tyreek do last week? Fourteen. Oh, he had great volume last week. Yeah, <laughs> eight for ninety-four and twelve targets. Wow. So Nick takes this one. I'm um, gonna give it to Nick. On to the fourth matchup of the week: Cash Masadi versus Angelo Martinez. So I'm gonna have to give this one to Adam. Uh, Angelo's got the injury bug right off the bat. Uh, very unfortunate. Um, but not only that. Um, when I was looking through the teams after the draft, I was like, damn, I like Adam's team a lot. Um, so I think, like I said, for Nick's team, I think top to bottom, his team looks very good. Um, just very well-rounded. And then Angelo's just got those injuries to deal with. I think there's just too much susceptibility at wide receiver. Um, if they let him down, That's I don't think he has much of a chance. Holy cow, he really got hit with – yo. Yeah, man, he got hit pretty hard. Prescott and Allen? Yep. I mean, luckily, thank God he's Jeff Wilson, you know, or else he'd be really screwed. Um, but, hey, if Derrick Henry wants to do that thing where he just runs, yeah. you know, but he's playing Buffalo. So oh, wow. that's just he, – he's got a real tough slate this week. He does. And he doesn't receive the ball either, so. Right. That's right. Wow. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. going through it right now. So Owen, so you're saying Meshi's gonna be 0-2, Angel's gonna be 0-2, yours gonna be 0-2, Mir Mike is gonna be 0-2. So that's four 0-2s. Just way the cook, just the way the cookie crumbles, you know. Crumbles on to the next matchup. Tough. JP versus the commish. This one here, projection aside, man, I mean it kind of lays it out for us, but this could be the matchup of the week right here in terms of you know competitiveness. Um let's see. So, I mean, that two-headed monster of Cup and Adams, how can you ignore that? Um, but you got Diggs on the other side, who I would love to have on my team this year. And then Mike Williams without Keenan Allen. You know, there's potential there as well. Wow. Oh, um, wow. I think the running back matchups are relatively even. Um, as a Camaro owner, I really want to see more out of him. Yep. Um, and then Kenny Drake in there, I got a side with Fenty, with uh, Montgomery and Carter. I'm a big fan of Carter right now. Um, tight end matchups pretty even. Flex matchup currently is pretty even. Damn, this could be a shootout. Um, Josh Allen versus Kyler. Shoot, this is a tough one, man. Green Bay D. Wow, yeah. 9.1 projected for the defense. I always, feel, I always feel Fenty has stacked wide receivers. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm shocked he doesn't have Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey sitting at tight end right now. Yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> His, uh, what is it called when they're like in the draft room? What is it called? The uh, what? Like the guys making the picks? It's it's like, like when, the control center. Yeah, no, they have like something else, like some other word for it. Like on draft night, the like the uh, I guess like the control room or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're getting. I forgot at, what yeah. it's called, but it's like, yeah, that's like wide receivers like plastered all over the wall in like fancy <laughs> control room on draft nights. Yeah, with just like arrows <clears> sharpie <throat> connecting them all. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, this is tough, dude. This is tough. Uh, it's hard for me to pick one. Um, I'm gonna go with John Polino. Um, I think Josh Allen is gonna do his thing. I think there's too much. Too much of a question mark around Kyler right now. Um, I think he'll win that quarterback matchup. I think Mike Williams is going to see a lot of action this week, along with Diggs. Um, Feeling's tough, but 
still, I mean, he, I think he matches DK. As a DK owner, I'm not too confident in him going forward. Um, so I'm just going to have to give a slight edge to John, but it, this truly could go either way. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this double Monday night game is really throwing everything off because everyone's going to be in tune till Monday. Right. Yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be an interesting weekend. Very interesting. But so, shoot, this matchup, I really I've been staring at it, dude. It's tough. That Kenny Drake just keeps looking at me, though, man. He's got to do something about that. Yeah, the Ravens' offense, it's. It's, 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 I hate that I have to predicate so much on that, but hopefully. Right. So, John Plano gets the away win, hopefully, to one. Yeah. I think he's going to, I think he's going to sneak one out. I do. And the last game of the week, the defending champ against the newbie. Champ versus newbie. Battle of both worlds. Shoot. Okay. Um, yeah, we're going to have to go with the defending champ in this <laughs> one. Um, Nick still has Cam Akers in his lineup, uh, but he's Najee Harris. Um, George Kittle. I mean, Najee and Kittle both have projections currently. So let's say assuming they're playing. Um, Najee said he's playing. Najee's playing. Kittle, you can never assume he is, but we, we will for the sake of the conversation. Um, I'm still going to give it to Kieran. Um I think the thing about Kieran's team is I think he has a lot of boomer bust players like Corn Sutton scares me. James Conner scares me. Uh, Cole Komet scares me a little bit. Even Amon Ra to an extent on that team scares me a little bit, but I, I do like him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Kieran might have some weeks. Like even this week, I don't think Kieran's team did great. Um, I think Komet put up a goose egg actually. He did. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'll still give it to Kieran. Nick's really got to prove it. He's got to step up. Yep. So un- until he gets a win, I don't think anyone's going to be, uh, picking him for the, the coming week. <laughs> oh, you know, it's nothing against his team. I think he has some potential here. Maybe too many Broncos in the lineup, but <clears throat> oof. yeah, that is too, too many. What is that? Just Judy and Williams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Juju. I, I think he has too many. Too many volatile players, so mm. I got I got to side with the champ. Fair, fair. Plus, he is Eckler. You know, I love I love my boy Eckler. Love, love some Eckler. <clears throat> oh yeah. Uh, real quick, early fancy champ and early fancy loser. Oof. Um. Well, shoot. You know, I'm gonna have to say myself, but given the history, man, it's it's tough to say out loud. I got to admit. Um. But I, I'll say, I'm gonna win. Uh, and I'm gonna beat Mike. Um, as of right now, I think I think there are teams that have a lot of potential. I like Nick's team a lot, Mondello. That is, I like Adam's team a lot. But I think there's like levels to it. I think me and Mike are on our own level right now, personally. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna put me at the top. I think Mike's gonna make a push. Uh, and then, like we were just talking about, Nicky D. You know, on paper, man, it it doesn't look good. You know, so if you're listening, when you listen to this. Make some moves, brother. Make some moves. I don't want to see you at the bottom of the barrel in the first year, man. That's not cool. And that's so, a, that's initiation right there. Exactly. So let's see it, Nikki. Come on. Make <laughs> me make me regret what I just said. Make <clears throat> me regret it. Yeah, you heard that, Nick. Um, so I, I think that's everything for fantasy talk. Uh, 
this week one has started differently for Giants fans. The first time in six years we have a week one win. We we're on the feels right. like sixteen. Yeah, we're finally on the right side of an AIDS performance where a kicker finally misses yep. a game winning field goal against us, and it's it's crazy. This it is. Um, when it was so when it was twenty to nineteen, you know, right before Saquon brought it in for two. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was, you know, a no doubt tie the game situation, uh, giving, given there was a minute six on that clock. And I was like, if we, you know, even if we do go for two and we get it, we're going to lose. So like, mm-hmm. let's just play it safe. Let's tie, you know, that, like you said, that's the, yeah. it's the classic giants mindset. We're going to lose in this horrible fashion. Let's just tie it, play it out. Um, so when we went for two and got it, you know, Saquon just whipped his dick out. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't wasn't expecting it, but we did it. And then, you know, I was you watched the game too. You knew that, you know, it was all crumbling right in front of our faces. But you know, the gods were on our side in week one, man. We pulled it out. Yeah, that uh, that Shepherd touchdown really was kind of wild. Yeah, that really you know swung everything. It was big. Yeah, I'm uh, kind that of. Was- Excited. Made it, what, 20 to 13? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think it did. Okay. It's weird because I had this feeling all week. I saw the spread. It was five and a half. And there's, mm-hmm. there's a saying in like sports, five is a sucker number. You either take the favorite to win right. by five or you take the underdog money line. I was thinking, you know, the Giants might have a chance against this. The, the Titans aren't really that crazy of a team. Right. Stop Derrick Henry. It, uh, it all could happen. That's yeah. I, I I mean, I was talking to you about it, too. I was saying I don't know um, if the Giants will win outright, but I do like the spread a lot. I thought if they can, you know, keep Derrick Henry from doing, you know, usual Derrick Henry things, then we would have a great chance because outside of him, uh, you know, there's not much. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they're not, you know, they're not top tier either. So, you know, we had a great chance and we got it done. I love it. Yeah, and uh, Matt was also there in person to see that, so that's kind yeah. of cool yeah, so cool. <clears throat> but um, that's all I have. Uh, anything else you want to add? Um, well, I appreciate you having me, yep. and I appreciate you know everyone that's gonna end up listening in, and I uh, wish everyone the best. But I plan on taking everyone's money. I'm gonna do my my best job at that. What was so, the buy here? 150, right? I think it was. I think it was 150. Yeah. So it's a pretty good pot, but honestly, it's not about the money. It's about the glory. Of course. In my opinion. I know. uh, Yeah. Anyways, thank you, Mark, for having me. Appreciate it, James, for you coming on and uh, uh, see you this weekend, hopefully. All right. And best of luck to you this weekend. Thank you. Peace. All right.